Welcome to Brett's Disney and Travel Tips podcast. In this series, we will go through some tips on how to plan or better plan your next trip to Disneyland or a Disney resort around the world, but particularly in the US. Throughout this podcast series, we'll talk about having an itinerary and making plans early for your next holiday. Also talk about those little things that you may miss, especially when traveling to the US. Things like tipping, you know, where to get your breakfast included in your accommodation, airport transfers, any car hire, and just the little things to make the holiday less stressful. I'm not a travel agent. I haven't been given any details. I'm not being paid by any of the companies I talk about to speak about their product or their services. This is purely based on my knowledge and my experiences of past trips to the United States. So let's get started. So before even talking about how much it's going to cost you for a trip to Disney or to the United States, the first thing you need to do is research where you want to go to and what you want to do. If you put a price tag on it or a dollar figure on it early, you'll never get to do the things you want to do. So the first thing I recommend is you go to your travel agent, you get as many books as you can, you go on YouTube, you search for as many things around the places that you want to visit. The next thing you should do is think about how long you want to spend on holidays. Is it a week? Is it 10 days? Is it longer? Some people and sometimes I've traveled with my family and it's been up to four weeks away. So there's a lot of things you can pack into a holiday. Do you want it to be a fast paced holiday where you're at theme parks every day? Do you want it to be a lazy holiday where you can go to a theme park one day, take a couple of days to relax, hang out by the pool, by the hotel? All these things come into play when you want to work out the perfect holiday for you and your family. So seriously think about what you want to do and how much time you need to do these. Once you have a rough plan of exactly what you want to do and the duration of the time you want to spend away on holidays with the family, put it down on a Google Sheet or an Excel spreadsheet so you can actually get the details you need. Be mindful that things like flights and accommodation are going to be a high spend. The other thing that's going to cost you is food. You're going to be eating out all the time. But we'll talk about eating out and ways to cut the cost on that a little bit later in the podcast or at least in this series. The biggest thing about planning is making sure your budget actually is correct. The fact that the exchange rate between Australia and the US isn't always at its best, you're better off putting an extra 30% on the US price of what it's gonna cost. At least that way you've got it covered at worst case scenario when you are doing your budgeting for how much the holiday is gonna cost you. Please be mindful that when you are doing your budget, you include things like transfers from the airport to the hotel, car hire if you're wishing to hire a car for the period of time whilst you're away or certain periods of time while you're away. The small things like breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, you know, theme parks you're going to, any transfers from the hotel to those theme parks, um, yeah, any entertainment, whether you even choose to go to a sporting event or a music concert, put that in. Make sure every cent that you're going to spend, other than your spending money, is in your budget. By doing this, it actually makes more sense and you know exactly what you're going to spend when you're away. 
and it can save you some money because once you know the dollar figure at the worst case scenario, you can start looking at deals and what's available. And again, throughout the podcast series, we'll go through some of the stuff that I've done before to actually look at better value for money when you come to looking at theme parks and just general living expenses whilst you're away. The first thing with any holiday is booking your flights. As we all know, that once you've booked your flights and they're paid for, you're going holidays whether you're ready or not. So when booking flights, look at the seasons in which to travel. You know, if you if you Google uh, best times to travel from uh, Australia to the US, you know, it's March and April. So March to April is normally good and September to November. Now, this is the reason why they say that is this is when crowds are a lot less in a lot of the key attractions, the parks and, and the major cities because people are back at work, holidays aren't on in the US, spring breaks finish, that sort of stuff. So traveling uh, at those particular times, so again, March to April, September to November, um, really does. And the thing is the costs of admission can actually change and they do change based on seasons in the US. Um, So if you are going to one of the Disney parks, I can tell you now, especially in the USA, the prices are different based on the time of the year that you go and the events that are happening within those parks. But with just booking your flights in general, um, make sure you do your research. There are some great deals that come out every so often, um, you know, from Flight Center and even online Webjet and, and online businesses that can can give you alerts. So I would I would recommend you either grabbing an app or, or jumping on to to flight websites and putting in some alerts for pricing to LA or to the city in which that you wish to. Um, to travel to whether it's san francisco vegas those sort of things for your first stop or even honolulu the big thing is if you're going to do multiple flights within the u.s a tip that we've learned is you book it all together don't just book a flight to los angeles and then book your separate flights to new york or to orlando or to vegas um, san francisco the big thing is that if you book it all as one flight the luggage allowance that you get on your first flight carries on to all now you can get caught out if you don't do this because when you get to the airport and you check in a bag and if you've got two bags for four uh, per person and you've got four people eight bags in total each bag that you check in on some of the airlines in the u.s for flights that you've booked whilst in the u.s will cost you 25 u.s dollars per bag now that's an unforeseen cost a lot of people see so my recommendation is if you're booking your flights and you want to do multiple cities within the US when you're flying over, book it all at once. Hunt around for the best deal, talk to your local travel agent, look online, go straight to the airlines. Sometimes going straight to the airlines actually helps out and we've done that a couple of times. One of the big things to think about when flying is times to fly. Now, if your children aren't teenagers, I tell you now from experience, do not book a flight early in the morning, Sydney time. You'll arrive in LA, for example, early in the morning as well. So one, the kids are wide awake. They won't want to sleep. Then by the time you land 13 hours later in Los Angeles, your kids are either tired 
or they got the second wind, right? By the time then, mum and dad will have a headache as well, okay? So for ex- from experience and from what's worked with us and after speaking to a lot of other families that travel, what works for them is pick a nighttime flight out of your city. So whether it's Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne, um, pick a nighttime flight, okay? That way the kids will sleep on the flight a little bit. You may get some time to yourself to watch a movie or two. Um, it just makes that whole flight experience a little bit easier to deal with. It is 13 hours in the air of doing nothing. Booking accommodation can always be tricky. So from my experience, what I do is I look at a number of websites. So bookings.com, Trivago, hotels.com and look at what hotels in a particular area close to the attractions we want to be at, central for family, especially when you've got young children like I do, just to make it easier so you don't have to potentially get transfers. You can actually walk, Um, especially around the Anaheim Disneyland resorts. It's nice and easy. In Florida, you can always stay on premise at uh, Disney World and they have the bus and transfer uh, as part of the packages they offer there. But when booking... One of the key tricks I do is I'll actually speak to the hotel directly once I find out what deals are on bookings.com, for example, and see if they can actually beat the price. Nine times out of ten, they do. And you're booking directly with the hotel. You're not booking through a website. So you know your bookings there and you're not caught out, as I've heard some people in the past do get to the hotel once they arrive and their booking's not actually in the system. So to stop that stress... I would recommend contacting the hotel directly once you know what the best price is and seeing what they can match. When booking transfers from the airport to the hotel and back again, the company that we've found within the US that's actually really helpful and actually works really well is Super Shuttle. Now they have an app that you can download on any Android or iPhone or Apple device I should say. By downloading that Super Shuttle app, Every now and then, they do a 30% off um, code. So that can save you some big dollars because transfers from LAX to Anaheim could cost a family of four anywhere between 80 US dollars to 110 US dollars, depending on what sort of service you pick. So again, like I said at the start of the podcast, is you need to plan and budget for this sort of stuff. So you need to do the research, supershuttles.com. Go on there, check put it in they do round trips they do private cars so it's just you and your family they do shared service which is obviously cheaper um, but may have a number of stops depending on the time that you arrive in LAX for example if we're talking about Anaheim Um, and then on the flip side if you go to Florida and you book through Disneyland uh, or through Disney World's hotel um, website and hotels you'll actually get your your transfer to and from your resort and the airport included um, through through Disney World and we can talk on that a little bit later. Theme park tickets are always expensive but you remember that you're paying for a full day of entertainment. So you've got to plan that. You've got to understand that's the cost. There are many, many options when you know, picking the best value ticket, you know, when here in Australia at the moment, by the time we're doing this, at the time we're actually recording this podcast, Flight Centre have a deal at the moment where 
you pay for two days uh, at the Disneyland uh, parks in Anaheim and you get four days. Um, so you get an additional two days. So that's pretty good value, okay? Um, and you, know, you, you can make the decision whether you want to do what they call a park hopper where you jump from park to park at any time that you wish or you can do a single day at each park. So you can jump from park to park if you wish or stay at a park and have a full day. Um, now, your hotel will sell tickets to Disney and they'll be slightly discounted. You can buy tickets at the gate, right? Depending on the time you go, there may be a discount or a bit less. Um, there are discount kiosks around Anaheim and Orlando um, when traveling as well. So check that out. The biggest thing is know what you want to do and where you want to go and what you want to spend. Um, if you are doing multiple attractions other than Disney, there is a city pass available uh, for for California, South uh, Southern Cal- California, um, and that includes Legoland, uh, San Diego Zoo, and I think SeaWorld, as well as uh, I think it's a three-day um, hopper pass to Disneyland. So that may be a value as well from a family point of view. There's also a go-kart. There's multiple options available um, when picking your theme park tickets and how much you want to spend. So definitely have a look at that. Um, and see what suits you and and what you're happy to spend. One of the things I was against originally when traveling was a Disney photo pass, but you know, every time since, which is probably about four times since we traveled the first time, we've always purchased it. Now, it may seem expensive. There are options with it um, and how many days of um the availability of those photos are online for you to download but i tell you now if you have young children um you know you can get endless endless number of photos with characters or you know landmarks with throughout disney you don't have to pull out your camera you don't have to pull out your phone you don't have to take the photo you can be in the photo family photos kids photos individuals whatever you want um you know you just find a cast member from the disney park and they will take the photo you scan your your card or if you're in Orlando you scan your magic band and those photos are available for you to log into on the Disneyland uh, or the Disney World page and and download those photos for the period of time which you're there on your holiday so I would highly recommend you spend that extra bit of money to get that photo pass because the quality of the photos the fact that they're digital um it's just incredible and the little things that disney add to photo especially for the young kids you know a character sitting in their hand or sitting beside them or whatever it is it just makes the holiday a little bit better when looking to buy souvenirs you know they you know for kids alike they want everything okay um and the whole Disney experience is overwhelming to say the least and the amount of merchandise and the amount of stuff that they have um, at the Disney parks will just drive you crazy your senses overload so you can imagine what it's like for young children okay all the lollies all the cakes all the shirts all the toys all the little bits and pieces um, so look set yourself a budget especially from spending on the kids on how much you're going to spend on a daily basis or, or a fortnight for a by daily basis or whatever happens to be um you know and, and give them that go hey look 
you can have this not that you know because they're going to grab a heap of stuff the other thing we would recommend is again like we said before when it comes to food if you go into walmart i think you'll be surprised in the amount of stuff that's actually there um from just souvenir shopping for other people so from you know family and friends and that sort of stuff there's stuff there that's licensed it's disney it's all the other brands as well um and it's a bit more savvy shopping so you know at the disney park you could spend anywhere between 25 to 45 maybe even 60 dollars for a t-shirt or jumper um you know for example but then if you go to walmart you may be able to buy a t-shirt for 10 15 or even 12 dollars um same quality the disney branding it has the city on it whether it's orlando um whether it is la um for example and it's a, still a present, right? So it's the thought that counts, not the fact that you've cut the cost. But at the end of the day, if you want to spend $45 on, let's say, four other people outside of your family as presents, so be it. No problems at all. But just an idea that if you're buying a large amount of souvenirs for other people, go to places like Walmart, Target, um, and, and, and those sort of stores within the US and have a look at what they've got before you commit to buying anything. A lot of the food places uh, around the theme parks in general um, or any touristy spot uh, are fairly expensive. You know, you've got some of the marquee restaurants, you know, um, Cheesecake Factory that everyone loves to go to, Bubba Gump Shrimp, which it's it's a thing that you, you should do, um, experience you should do, but they are costly. Um, so be prepared, have a look at the menu, see what they've got, see what the pricings are like, um, you know, Hard Rock Cafe, those sort of things. And then downtown Disney and Disney Springs um, have a heap of food places and obviously merchandising places, but food places in particular, you know, there's some cheaper options there, you know, you can get pizza and share pizza. Um, but yeah, you need to need to understand that when you're in the area of these particular Disney resorts, that the food pricing can be fairly expensive if you have young kids or as an adult you're just a kid and you love disneyland yourself you know character dining is an option that disney have and and we've done it and i've done it a fair few times with my kids and they love it the fact that they can have something to eat um and have mickey mouse goofy chippendale mini those sort of characters come to your table you're not waiting in line they come to you whilst you're enjoying your breakfast a lunch or a dinner um you know just be mindful that that will cost you to have that experience um but it is an experience where you know the kids get out a lot out of it you get a lot out of it plus you know there's food there drinks there you know the the, the staff are, are really polite so it's a disney experience that you're paying for right it's the brand it's the whole you know customer first mentality that they have so you know you're going to pay a premium for that but if you do that once on your trip i'm sure that you're going to enjoy it and the kids would just love it so if you've got young children it's definitely a recommendation to do a character dining experience if you have teenagers and you want to punish them i recommend it as well sometimes a bit of a laugh for mum and dad um but yeah definitely if you've got young children the character dining and there's multiple options at all the disney resorts to do this have a look and see the one that suits you the best and definitely book in at least one on your holiday. Travel insurance. So let me touch on that. A lot of people don't believe in getting travel insurance. Please do me a favor. There are websites out there that give you great cover travel insurance at a really good price. 
Um, there is a website called Travel Insurance Direct um, that we use. Um, you know, we have gone down the path of other um, big business travel insurance and looking at them for quotes, compared them to Travel Insurance Direct, and we go Travel Insurance Direct. Anytime that we've had to make a claim, which has been minimal, but anytime, it's not been a problem. Okay. The biggest thing is that if you don't get travel insurance, there's always that sitting on your mind that if something goes wrong or somebody gets sick or somebody gets hurt or something gets stolen or you lose something, that's it. Done and dusted. You're on your own. But with the travel insurance in your back pocket, the fact that you have it, the fact that it is being paid for before you go, gives you that peace of mind that you guys are covered, that you're covered and your family's covered you can't put a price on that. Okay, somebody does. Insurance companies do, obviously, because you've got to pay it. What I mean by that is that at least it's something you don't have to stress about. If something goes wrong, you make a phone call. You know, it's it's looked after. You're okay. And you can just go on and have your holiday. So make sure, make sure you get travel insurance. Okay, so that wraps up really um, the first podcast in this series. And what I'll do is I'll start to drill down a little bit more on some of the finer details within the parks themselves and accommodation and all that sort of stuff over the next few weeks. So make sure you tune in. uh, If you can, subscribe to the channel. Uh, If you would like a copy of or a template of my budget, just reach out um, and we can definitely um, send you a copy of that. So at least you've got some sort of template or format for you to follow to, to get your dollars um, um, sorted out in regards to travel. If you have any questions, please let me know. I'm happy to answer. Or if you want to know more information, I can add into the podcast. Let me know that too. And we'll do something on that topic. So I um, appreciate you listening. Uh-